Welcome. You're tuned in to the Living in Rhythm podcast where we wax philosophy and experience in the art and science of living in rhythm. I'm Sister Sunday and I came here to let my soul shine. It's a lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Spring is on the wane. We are in the final phase of Gemini season, and we got a full moon coming up. Regardless of popular opinion, it's still the season of spring. Summer isn't quite here yet. More on that next week. But this week, I want to talk about the full moon in Sagittarius, all of this mutable energy that's coming together through that sun and moon opposition, and then there's a there's actually a square to Neptune, which is more mutability. We have the Saturn in retrograde, which is making a couple aspects to this full moon as well. And then I'm really feeling this north node conjuncting Venus, kind of close to Uranus in there. But that north node conjuncting Venus and Mars conjuncting Chiron. Ooh, that feels deep. I'm excited about that. And then, of course, we have this planetary alignment that's happening. It's a five planetary pre-dawn alignment that's occurring. And so I want to talk a little bit about that and inspire you to check that out. And then I really just want to get into this idea of really being able to have some flexibility and adaptability, being able to prepare for change and prepare for what's to come through all of this work we've been doing. So let's tune in. All right. So let's calibrate the core for a moment. Find your feet or your seat and ground your energy into the earth. And just take a moment to feel yourself rooting deep into the soil, into the rich, vital, healthy soil. It's cool. Ground that energy, really anchor it in. And then from there, we want to expand up and out, just like a tree or a flower, a blade of grass, whatever you're inspired rise up through that central axis and out and allow the sunshine and the air and the light to give energy as you meet through the space in the sky, meet with the space in the sky. Come into that rhythmic breath. And just become aware of your gentle timing, your own personal timing. Feeling that heartbeat, feeling the pulse and the resonance radiate through the physical body and into the space that surrounds you. And take a nice deep inhale, suspend the breath, and exhale. Two more times. Inhale. Suspend the breath. And exhale. 
one last time. Inhale. Suspend. Inhale a little more. And exhale. And as you allow yourself, your breath, your heartbeat to regulate after that, those three deep breaths, start to observe the hemispheres of the field, the northern space, the southern, the eastern, and the western space. Rooted in the center is you, surrounded by earth and sky. <laughs> All right. So it's like the more we tune into and be able to observe our center of gravity, our sense of being, our sense of timing, that's a really anchoring force, especially when there's so much change and transformation. And that's the big message of today's session. When we when we talk about this full moon, when we get into some of these planetary alignments that are occurring, I really want to take this moment of the mutable energies to really allow ourselves to start to come to peace and, and understanding around the transformation, around the change, and see how we can't use this centering and grounding practice that we've been developing as one of our main skills for riding these for riding these cosmic waves that are definitely changing us, you know? And so we want to be able to adapt and evolve through this change and transformation, transmute some of this energy and uh, see if we, what we can't accomplish and see what we can't become. Okay. So living in rhythm is, is a way of life. It's a lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? It's also a way to synchronize with the cosmos. And one of the best tools we have, one of the foundations of the living in rhythm concept is around the, the seasonal and cyclical cycles of the sun and particularly the moon. The moon has been a powerful source of keeping time and understanding the rhythms and nature of life. The waxing and the waning that occurs through a lunar cycle is so transformative. It changes every two and a half days. The moon changes, not only in its light and the way that it illuminates and shines and reflects to us, but also in its actual sign, astrological sign. And then on top of that, it has this effect with the tides and the, the waters of life, not just the ocean tides, the oceanic tides, but the tides within us as humans. And so this is why I talk about this so much. I mean, this is one of the foundations that I've used to help me anchor myself. So once I calibrate my core and I tune into center, the next level is to actually see how I can't use that organized centering practice and then tune it with my environment. And part of the observation of the environment is, is understanding the sunrise set the moon cycle through the, through its waxing or rising phase and in relationship to its waning phase. And so 
just, I, I talk about it all the time, but, but I'm going to keep talking about it. So when we come from a new moon, which is when you can't see the moon in the sky, it's because the sun and the moon are together. That's the new moon. And we've been waxing from the, the new moon. We hit a half moon last week, and now we're, we're continuing to wax towards a full moon. And always during a wax, you'll see a the right side of the moon illuminated. That's the waxing, growing towards the full moon phase. And we're going to hit the full moon on June 13th, June 14th. The moon, the full moon rises on June 13th. When we hit that full moon, it hits there. It stays in every, in every phase around two and a half days. After that full moon peaks, it's going to phase towards the waning side where the the left side of the moon will be illuminated will watch the the moonlight dim towards a new moon okay so just tune into that and see how you you know i always tell everybody just look up it's interesting the moon can be seen at different times and of day in different angles it's really a, a fascinating thing so as we grow towards the full moon what we want to recognize is that a full moon is when the sun and the moon are on opposite sides of the earth, which gives us this, as the sun sets, the full moon rises, you know? So when they're opposite, it's really brilliant. There's actually nothing better than a full moon set while the sun is rising. I mean, oh my God. So they're opposite of one another when it's a full moon. Okay. And so this full moon that's occurring, it's like I said, it's happening on June 14th at 5.52 a.m. Mountain Time. And I want everybody to tune in because the moon rising on the 13th, on the evening of June 13th, is actually the full moon. That's the peak of it. And so it'll, it will have gone into Sagittarius. And when they are exactly opposite, the, the sun will be at 23 degrees Gemini. And the moon will be at 23 degrees Sagittarius, exactly opposite. And so what is Sagittarius? They haven't talked much about Sag in a minute. So last, the last, um, the last eclipse cycles happened actually in this, in this polarity between Gemini and Sagittarius. I've been calling it the axis of ideas and beliefs because the Gemini energy is gathering information. It's looking for ideas. It's gathering data points so that it can make connections and, and actually start to mentalize some of its, what it's learning and and observing and experiencing. As it evolves through the Taurus energy, that Gemini is, is coming from this place of gathering information and gaining understanding through the sensory perception is specifically what the message I'm going to keep talking about. Okay. So, and we have to remember that that's where the eclipses are happening now. So back to Gemini Sagittarius, this Gemini opposite Sagittarius is asking us to observe and gather information on a bigger scale, on a bigger picture, because the Sagittarius quality is very much about the mental expansion, the ideas and the thoughts philosophized, actually expanded upon, theoretic, theor, um, <laughs> theorized. It's it's really this concept of of understanding the bigger scale of things. So I always think of it as like higher learning, higher 
thought processing. It it has to do with foreign travel, distance travel, where the the Gemini energy is more localized. And so we can kind of see how there's this balance between if I'm gathering all this information and and observing things that are close in on a day-to-day basis, we have to realize we have to sometimes pull back to get a big picture perspective to see you know, because sometimes we get, we can get so close to the project. And so I really feel like this Gemini Sagittarius polarity is like almost like a magnifying glass or, or a microscope where you're zooming in and zooming out, zooming in and zooming out. And it's like being able to observe the close in, zoom out, get the big picture. And so there's this really beautiful balance between the oppositional forces of that Gemini and Sagittarius quality. Okay. Sagittarius is also a fire sign opposite the Gemini air sign. That said, there's a lot of creative capacity involved in that too. Anytime we have the fire element, there's a lot of inspiration and evocation and creativity. The Sagittarius energy is also very much in tune and aware of the natural world. It's like biological, natural forces, the cosmological forces. It's constantly looking for the the understanding of the greater picture of life itself. And, you know, back when the eclipses were occurring in that Gemini Sagittarius axis, the axis of ideas and beliefs, I was really, I kept saying this phrase, which you've heard me, you've heard me say this before one breath, one thought, one step, one day at a time. That's very much the North Node in Gemini, which is what we just came from. And so this is the first full moon that's occurring without the nodes near the, the, the axis, of, axis of ideas and beliefs. So we have a little room. Now that the nodes aren't there, we have a little room with this full moon to really start to to synthesize and see how we can begin to apply the efforts from, from working through that axis of understanding our, our ideas versus our belief systems. And when that South node was in the Sagittarius angle, there was quite a bit of dissolving of, of limiting belief systems. I mean, not even just limiting belief systems, it's all kinds of belief systems. There's, there was so much, there was so much change and, and really it was a dissolving. There was a breakdown of, of the way that we saw the world, of the way that we believed things, you know, I mean, I, we've lost in that South Node in Sagittarius, I walked away from a lot of different things that were part of my deep belief systems and practices. I walked away from teachers. I walked away from practices I, I tried to get a bigger picture to see, wait, is this something that I've been told or is this something that I'm, that I told myself? Is it real anymore? Or does it resonate anymore? Is it serving me? And so through this process of evolving now we're, we're in with this North node in the Taurus sign and the South node in Scorpio, We've, we've moved off of this f- heavy focus of our ideas and beliefs, and now we're looking to gain power and understanding and love around our new values, around our new concepts, around, around what we've gained. And, you know, when we're living in rhythm, we're soul syncing. So 
we've been riding this wave. It's happening already. What we're looking to do, again, is to synthesize and integrate. We want to embody and become. We want to be our best, right? We want to let our soul shine and understand how we can't start to embody and and represent our beliefs and our ideas. See some of those come into fruition. Okay, so that's that's really a lot of layering through this full moon. And, you know, I know that not everybody's deep into astrology and that's okay. This is part of what we're talking about, the sun and the moon cycles and focuses, you know, just psychological and philosophical focuses through these moon cycles. And so take, if you can take that, that's great. And then, you know, some of these other ideas and concepts I'm throwing down, some of you have been studying and listening to me talk about this stuff for a while. And so you're probably with me and, and that's awesome. And the more you tune in and the more you, you practice and observe and make your own connections, you're going to, you're going to be able to start to apply this. So, okay. So there's, that's the full moon itself. It's happening at that June 14th at 23 degrees. So you have anything around the 23 degrees of Gemini or Sagittarius, this full moon is coming through for you. But again, it's also it's the first one without the nodes here. And I feel like we have some room to breathe. So even bigger time to observe our observations, our correlations, get a, get a pullback full perspective on our ability to really see where we've been and where we're going in relationship to our ideas and our belief systems. Going along with that, the full moon is actually squaring the sign of Pisces. It's Neptune in the sign of Pisces. So Pisces is at 25 degrees Neptune. It's been lurking in the late degrees Pisces for a while. And we talked a lot about the Pisces, a lot of the planets where it just went through there. And now Neptune's over there all by itself. But it's making a square, a 90 degree right angle to this moon and sun. And so it's kind of interesting because it's like a T square in a way you've got Neptune in the middle looking to the right. It's, you know, looking to one side, it's the sun looking to the other side, it's the moon. Neptune is that higher caliber of love. It's that next level of the super, super consciousness is the way I look at it. It can also be disillusionment too. And so part of the fun with the sun and moon is like, we have the night and the day, the black and the white, the up and the down, the right and the left, the inner and the outer, the masculine and the feminine. You know, we have this polarity going on between the sun and the moon. Neptune is there looking to see, okay, my ideas and belief systems, are they resonant? Are they in tune with my two sides, my masculine, my feminine, my right, my left, my, my you know, like that, that polarity. And so I feel like with that square to the Neptune, it's asking, you know, the Neptune is again asking us, is this of the higher good? Is this of the soup? Is this of the highest loving spiritual? Is this the highest spiritual loving path that I could take? Is this the clearest, the most expansive? I mean, we are, Neptune is vast. It's unbound. It is the super consciousness. It's God consciousness. It's however you want to look at that, the, the, the un, it's like so free. That's the word I'm looking for freedom, you know, and 
Sagittarius also represents that freedom in a way with Jupiter. So there's this ability to really like we're being, we're, we're being asked, we're being called to really tune in to that part of ourselves. That's, is this really, really my highest potential? Is this really, really, am I, am I meeting my day to day? That's the Gemini. Am I meeting my day to day, one breath, one thought, one step, one day at a time in this loving vibration with this unconditional loving, supportive, willing connection to, to just be myself. Can I bring forth the concepts and the, the values and the, the things that I find most meaningful and important of life and have it be just an, an experiential reflection of who I am? Can I start to really live that which inspires me, that gives me life, that gives me energy, that gives me soul force? You know, it's like, you know, and I, I know that I have that, I look at that glass full I'm filling the glass, y'all. I'm I'm really I know that not everybody's going to say this same. Like there's a lot of people and this is not toxic positivity. This is like truly tuning in and seeing how where's my focus? Where can I put my energy so that it's most meaningful and valuable for my life, but also for the overall life of, you know, for planetary life. I mean, if you could do anything to help the overall, just to help the overall energy on the planet. Wouldn't you want to do that? I mean, your best way, like everyone wants to know, what can I do? There's a lot of things people can do. And if you're inspired, you should. But the foundational thing for me is like holding my vibration, staying clear. Am I walking my path? Am I holding the, am I holding a higher frequency? And I feel like this, this full moon squaring that Neptune, it's really like, it's a, it's a gathering of all that we just went through with this mutable energy. And it's, it's asking us, okay, look, look and see, observe what you just went through over the last like 18 months, two years, really the North node went into Gemini in June or May or June of 2020. So that's interesting. And here we are 2022 June of 2022, revisiting, coming after the, our first time back after what we just went through. <laughs> and so again, you know, like how, what kind of changes do you want to make? How do you want to see the world? How do you want to be in the world? We're in a, we had, we've, we're in a really beautiful place where there's like a clearing of the, of the, of the stories and of the space so much that we can really create. I mean, we can create what we want to, you know, we, I mean, be mindful because our intentions are powerful. Like I talked about last week, that word sound power. It's like when we get the focus and the energetics precise, we can make some really good transformation and change on this planet. Not just talk about it, but live it, live in, in rhythm, live it y'all. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> okay. So on top of that new moon or that full moon squaring the Neptune, we also have it trining Saturn retrograde. So the sun is trining it, the, the Saturn in retrograde, and the moon is sextiling it. A trine is 
is like an, another air sign coming in to affect that and influence that Gemini. And then the sextile is like every other sign. It's a, the fire and the air connecting that Sagittarius and, and Aquarius energy where the Saturn is. So this, this at these aspects to Saturn in retrograde in Aquarius is really giving me like, I'm getting these, this vibe of like, I mean, trines and sextiles are harmonic. They're supportive energies. And again, it's like Saturn is the foundation and the structure of things. It's in retrograde. So we have time to observe and reflect and really revisit and reconstruct if need be. And so again, that Saturn is like, you know, so that with these aspects to this full moon, in my opinion, is revisiting the, the nodal experience we just went through and asking us, how do I build the foundation, a structural foundation for myself, for humanity, for the future? That's the Saturn and Aquarius. Take my time with it because it's retrograding and then use my highest prayers, my highest calling of love and unconditional love and expansion and super consciousness to do it. Boom. You know, so ideas and belief systems are so important right now. You know, it's like, look at the, what your, where our focus is. If our focus is off or like lingering in the lower vibrational frequencies, it's going to bring the vibe down overall, not just for you, but for all of us. <laughs> and, and again, if we could make a difference for the greater good, you know, part of it is staying focused on, on what we want to experience, you know, focus on, on the things that you want to experience and on the things that, and on the, the things that are giving life force and energy and soul force. Like I said, I mean, it really, it's a practice, you know, and, and you start where you can. I get it that not everybody, that's not as accessible for some people. Sometimes it, we, there's a little bit further to go, but you got to start with baby steps, one breath, one thought, one step, one day at a time. Okay. So that's the the little reminder of this new moon of this full moon in Sagittarius. So we also have this pre-dawn alignment that's happening. It's so beautiful and I've been talking about it for weeks actually. I didn't I just saw on, you know, the socials or whatever that it hasn't happened in 18 years, which is interesting because that's the nodal cycle. That was the last time North Node was in Taurus for all you astro geeks. So that's something to think about. But also, um, you know, just it's it's really beautiful and cosmic. Like when you tune in, when you're living in rhythm, you're soul syncing with the cosmos, you're looking up, you're tuning in, you're observing all the time. And so I've been watching this. And if you've been on my Instagram, you've probably seen some of the pictures I've been posting. I'll share them on my website as well. But the there's a we got Mercury, which you can't see, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn all in the sky and in alignment. The moon's gonna be coming up there with it too, eventually. And all of this happens right before the sun rises. And so, gosh, that that Jupiter and Mars came really close together just a few weeks ago, and we talked about it in the podcast. And this is the kind of thing I want everybody to start to tune into is recognize that like living in rhythm puts you almost out of time with mainstream, um, whatever observations. I hate to be this way, but the truth is, is like, 
you know, it's exciting that it's happening, but it's been happening. And if you're living in rhythm, you're already in tune with it. So it's cool. Hopefully you've actually gotten up before the dawn to see it. Um, I highly recommend you, you do. It's beautiful. Just seeing that Venus in line with Mars and Jupiter and Saturn all in a, all in off of like a diagonal angle in the east to southeastern sky. And uh, that's pretty powerful stuff. So check it out and and really recognize, like again, as we're tuning in, we're seeing and living in time with life rather than in uh, societal time, for a lack of better words. And there's nothing wrong with societal time. We got to do it, you know? How we choose to engage with this this timing and that rhythm is a whole nother thing because recognizing this is kind of my point with the living in rhythm podcast and just the phrasing and my lifestyle of living in rhythm is that it's okay. I mean, in order to be on this planet and engage, I obviously have to engage with societal timing. I also recognize that that societal timing is completely out of sync with natural time. And the more I observe the sun and the moon cycles, I see that I can, I live it. I tune into it. One of my things that I like to talk about, which is a kind of a, you know, if you know me, I make little giggles and smirks around this because it's funny how societal time really reflects our understanding of the seasons. And so right now school's out, like summer vacation, quote unquote, has begun and people are like, yay, summer. And, you know, in some parts of the planet, you can really feel summer kicking on strong right now. However, on a, if you really want to get technical, astro technical, whether it's astrological or astronomical technical, you will acknowledge that the summer season does not begin until the first phase of the cancer of cancer, zero degrees cancer, or when the sun moves into that sign. It's the moment of solstice, which is basically the angle of the planet is in line with the, with the sun in such a way that the lighting reflects like it's, it's a moment in time, you know, where we cross a line where the angle lines up just right. And then it starts to change. It goes, it grows into summer and then it hits late summer and right around late summer when everyone goes back to school and stuff, people start talking about fall and fall doesn't occur until the autumnal equinox, you know? This is all Northern Hemisphere, of course. Um, so anyways, technicalities. <laughs> uh, truth is, is for me, summer doesn't begin until at least 29 degrees Gemini, if not after. Okay. <laughs> it actually doesn't begin till zero degrees Cancer. So let's get it straight. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's, there's room around this, of course, because depending on where you are on the planet... If things are different. So that's part of the fun. Again, is the observation and the correlations are so key and they're so personal. And I want, I hope that you can find a way to, you know, to be able to have your own connection and your own relationship to each sign, each season as these seasons phase, just like the moon, you know, we wax and wane in every, in every cycle. And so I hope you can learn that. I hope you can get some inspiration and find your your own timing in relationship to that through this this practice and just being able to tune into the podcast. 
Okay. So there's a couple more astrological things I want to talk about. And um, before I do, though, I wanted to just bring up that idea again of these mutable signs. And so Sagittarius and Gemini are mutable. They're the end phase of, of the seasons. That's what the mutable signs are. And that would be Gemini, Sagittarius, Pisces, and Virgo. They're the signs that represent the end phase of every season. And so the mutability, mutable signs, are the signs that actually take us from the transition of a fixed season of it being legit spring into the transformation and the change into summer, which is why towards the end of a mutable sign, everybody starts calling out, it's time, it's time. You know, they start calling out the season that's, that's coming because we're preparing, we're feeling these energies. And so this full moon and this just moment that I'm, as I'm recording this session and I'm tuning into what's happening, I'm really getting this vibe around, you know, as we look at, as we get this observation and correlation around our ideas and our belief systems and really harmonizing them and, and finding new ways to build foundation in these new ideas and beliefs, we're looking to see if we can't be more adaptable and flexible. That mutability is asking us all to really give ourselves the opportunity to change to transmute, to evolve above, you know? And so this shows up in all kinds of ways, whether it's on your day-to-day life cycle of like, I'm just not going to do that practice anymore as far as like eating that type of food or talking to myself that way. Like we talked about last week, the, the inner communication. There's also the, the way that we, you know, engage. Like maybe I don't want to do those. Maybe I don't want to, I mean, I don't know. I, I've, I'm on the fence about some things, you know, it's just like, I don't want to tune into certain things anymore. I just don't want to give my energy to, to certain things or, you know, it's just, they're not giving me energy. And so back to the idea of like, I'm looking for places where I know I'm getting the energy and the inspiration to actually evolve and grow. That's the focus. Okay. So, so mutable, mutability, adaptability, is going to allow us all to kind of shake off that those last layers of whatever everyone's holding on to. There's, you know, there's a lot of like trying to hold on to the old ways or, or get back to whatever. And it's like, let's, let's let ourselves evolve and grow from where we just went. Like, why not? You know, we just went through something that only happens every so often. It's like a once in a lifetime thing. If that, and you know, I just feel like with that, that said, taking this opportunity to actually allow ourselves to transform and transmute and actually overcome and become a better version of ourselves, challenge accepted. (laughs) That's what I'm doing. Okay. So I inspire you to do the same. Let's, let's go ahead and let ourselves change, evolve and renew. Okay. So the, the last couple things I wanted to bring up in the, uh, in the astrology this week is that the North node is conjuncting Venus, which (laughs) I I love it. It's in Venus or it's in Taurus, the North node in Venus, the North node still lingering at 22 degrees. Venus is at 19. 
Uranus is there, but I just want to talk about the Venus in the in the North Node and that those two coming together in Taurus are just reiterating again, like what is most meaningful? What are my true values? What's giving me life? What do I love? What do I honor and cherish about life right now? What's going to feed my future self? What's going to help nurture my sensory perceptions, my ability to tune in and allow myself to communicate with myself and the world around me? You know, I mean, that Venus is just coming in like neck to the North Node, like almost wanting to solidify what we go through with this new moon or this <laughs> with this full moon, I keep calling it a new moon, but with this full moon right now, you know, that's actually, I feel like I keep calling it a new moon because it feels like it's a brand new, like I said, we have the North Node used to be on this, on the sun in the, on this axis that we're heading toward with this full moon and having just being able to reflect there's that there's been a lot of retrograde energy we have a moment to like really like again just observe what's most meaningful how can we what can we take what can we carry and put into the into the new foundations that we're building and with that north node there it's 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 hearkening our higher selves our future selves like our our potentiality you know, we want to grow into our fullest potential. So make room. That's, that's what I feel like it's being, we're being asked to, to make some more space for that growth and that change. And to just put a little cherry on top of all of that, <laughs> the Mars is conjuncting Chiron in Aries. And for me, this is, they're both at Aries at 15 degrees. So it's an exact conjunction on this full moon. And, you know, you stack on the layers, all the layers I've talked about with, with the trining of the Neptune or the squaring of the Neptune and the trining of the Saturn and the conjunction of Venus and in, in North node, this Chiron and Mars coming together is asking, heal thyself, do your healing, be you be you, like really be you. There's nobody else like you on this planet. There's only you, one you. So how do we really let our soul shine? Like let that healing come through, shed the layers, let this full moon, this final phase of Gemini and spring be that bursting, that, that full expression of self, like let it come through, let yourself bloom a little bit. You know, like, can you, what color would you be? What, how would you smell? Like, how could you, how can we express ourselves in a way where we're really just like thriving and striving for that, that full, beautiful, radiant expression of our, ourselves, our soul shine, the true shine, you know, only you have that. <laughs> no one can shine like you, <laughs> which I just love. So yeah, this moon, this full moon feels really beautiful. It feels blessed. It feels like a like a coming into and a coming of, becoming, you know? It's a becoming. That's what it is. And so that said, you know, go ahead. Let yourself change. Let yourself bloom. Adapt, evolve, renew. Let your soul shine. Bless it.
Yes. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. You know how much I love you and appreciate you. I am wishing you the very best healing and expression of yourself and commitment to your own evolutionary growth. May you face it with strength and courage and support and love. Let it surround you. And if you have enough, give it to your people around you as well. So let it surround you and and support and fill those around you. So take good care of yourself and your field. And know I love you. Peace.